so let's see. Um, with that completed, uh, Anchor Root um, kind of like starts to fade back uh, and then like kind of waves and then leaves as opposed to just disappearing. Oh, hey, I'll stop by later with some of the uh, chicken treats. The chicken what? Treats. Oh, okay. Chicken okay. treats. Okay, sure, sure. Treats. Yeah. I get that. I get that. I heard something completely different, so. Okay, so you get 90 XP for that and 30 XP. So you get 120 XP. Woo! Bring us to 640 total. 640? 120 XP? Yep. 120 is 630. Yeah, I was going to say. Sorry. I heard, I heard, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> My brain is like struggling with the math for some reason. I'm tired. But it was like, uh, wait a minute. Um, the, yes. So the only thing that happens, uh, is a little bit later on, um, Ignasi and Tazenawe, uh, come to... Jonas, um, just just asking asking a few questions about how the one of the deliveries went. Uh, I assume it's the package retrieval. Yeah, yeah. She was very stubborn. She didn't want to. She didn't want to give the package away, or she didn't want to give the package back. And so I persuaded her that it was in her best interest to not to do so and be a good citizen rather than get the city watch involved. Yeah, you um, you absolutely resolved the issue, um, and you know, um, uh, Nadidi is very happy to have received your object, and you know, um, it's not like you killed anybody, uh, so it's not it's not that kind of a conversation, um, but uh, Jatia is uh fairly displeased and complained to um the Magambia uh, about the. Um, I mean, she wouldn't use the phrase jackbooted thug, but like, you know, uh, she, she played it up as, um, them sending, you know, a magical enforcer to hound her at her own home, uh, when all she really wanted was, you know, I, I have, I have no justification for this person, so I'm having a hard time coming up with one. I was going to say, she she took something that was not hers and refused to give it back. She's lucky she didn't get uh, she didn't get hauled before the City Watch. Yeah. Now, was I a bit heavy-handed? Maybe a little bit, but it felt like she was the kind of person who needed that sort of object lesson. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you can tell that um, uh, Ignasi is less... Uh, Ignasi is not disappointed. Uh, he mm. is shrugging this off as a part of his duty to like say, hey, this person was unhappy with being forced to give back the thing that they stole. Um, but mm-hmm. Tzenoe is uh, appears uh, uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. Um, this is a situation for Tzenoe that um, yeah, like <laughs> I, I could have you roll like some sort of thing to get more information about like her state. I don't. What's the equivalent of that in Pathfinder for like the other person's feelings? 
Yeah, it's oh. not insight. I'd probably be. Um, it would either be something like I would expect society or diplomacy. Yeah, yeah, or like or perce- yeah, something like that. But yeah, maybe society. Society is such a cool word for a skill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, do you, are you trained in society? I am not, unfortunately. I would okay, love to fine. use it otherwise. Yeah. So, um, nature, like, are you? No. Um, no. So yeah, uh, you're not. It would be diplomacy. Uh, would be my would be my forte here. Yeah. Um. Why don't we go ahead and roll diplomacy just to see if yeah. this is a thing that. Yeah. Twelve. <laughs> yeah. So it's not. Um. You you y'all talk about it for a bit, and you're not able to smooth things over. Um. With. Uh, to Zenaway, but uh, yeah, there's something about that encounter that made her particularly uh, uncomfortable, and it's uh, it's that's more of a thing that you can't figure out exactly why, right? Like sometimes during a performance, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, jokes that land with everyone doesn't, or most people don't land with anyone. Sometimes there's just that one person who doesn't like the juggler. Oh yeah, yeah. He's very used to that, and so it's like, yeah, this—it's just not her thing. She would have preferred a more subtle touch, a, a nicer way of going about it, potentially. Or worse comes to worse, potentially, you know, maybe at that point getting the city watch involved and moving through those official channels. However, not the way I operate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe it was the confrontation itself, right? Like. There are some people who are very conflict averse, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he he gets it, and it's it's the thing of yes, he understands that the method he used may not have been what had been intended there, but it did get the thing delivered. So, all right. Yes. I'm trying to remember if there's anything else, any other notes that I need to take of odd things that occurred. Uh, well, you know what? We'll just jump into the next one, and I'll take copious notes for this. Uh, so I know that we're running slightly long in the tooth here, but let's go ahead and... Uh, this one's real short. So we're going to do one more. This is the uh, Uzanjati assignment. So it's the next day, uh, and when you wake up for the last day of your um, perquisite, uh, you find Okoro and uh, Noxoro, who, if you'd like to pull up... Uh, the student list you can find pictures of. That I haven't been able to figure out in this whole time. Uh, it's under journal. Do you all not see have it, have it as under journal? It's the... It is not available in our journal. Okay, let's figure out yeah. if I can't figure out why. I'll start by showing it to you. Yeah, because when you show it to us, we can see it here. But it doesn't show up in our journals. So that like, brings it up. What about now? Can you see it there? Yes. Perfect. There it is. I'm becoming more comfortable with this founder system eventually. We'll get there. After several years, maybe I'll be as handy as I am with, with Roll20. All right. Um, <laughs> so, um, Okoro is an, an athletic young man uh, who's waving enthusiastically from the, in front of you in the dormitory. Uh, off to the side, um, standing on a patch of mossy earth, specifically, uh, is a handsome woman, handsome uh, dashiki, is a woman in a handsome dashiki uh, who is uh, dancing. Uh, there's no music that you can hear, 
Uh, but she's just kind of swaying back and forth uh, and snapping her fingers to an imaginary, to a beat that you cannot hear. Uh, and between, uh, at her feet, uh, is a creature about two feet long that uh, resembles a cross between a crocodile and a bear cub. Uh, and it is dancing along with her, prancing around and nibbling at her ankles as she snuffles, shuffles and snaps. I try to pet it. Um, I have no idea what this thing is because it wasn't in her character stat block. Uh, okay. So, uh, Snabble. That's her Snabble. I will offer it whatever I'm currently eating from breakfast. Like, literally the same piece. It just, like, came out of my, like, a bite. I just took a bite off it. I'm going to, like, offer it with one hand and sort of hold up my other hand in a I'm not, I'm not threatening sort of way and offer to this animal some food. Yeah, it happily eats whatever it is you offer it. Um, uh, and as you, as it takes the food gently, uh, you get to see its mouth filled with uh, a random smattering of all sorts of teeth, right? There's, it's not clearly an herbivore. It's not clearly a carnivore. It's just, it looks like, uh, <laughs> You remember Aaron's character from a long time ago, the the, the tooth character? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the tooth lawyer? Yeah. 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 Imagine that somebody uh stuck their hand into got, grabbed a handful of teeth from the teeth sack uh and carefully arranged them into this creature's mouth. So they all look like they belong, but this is not any creature that you've ever seen before. Okay. Um I pet it with the other hand. Uh, it wags its, um, I don't know what a tail, that's a cross between a crocodile and a bear cub tail is, but it wags its stubby reptilian tail. Great. I am super happy right now. All right. Let's flip back to this thing. Oh my God. I cannot wait for that encounter. I, I keep scrolling past uh, these pictures of a, of a later encounter that are just, that are just great. All right. Hi there, the man says with a wide smile. I'm Okoro, and this is Noxoro. We're part of the uh, Uju Nat Uju Uz Uzunjati Uzunjati. We're part of the Uzunjati. Well, not yet, but the tale of our becoming shall be a good tale to hear someday. The Uzunjati tell stories to each other and learn new stories in turn. Today, we want you to tell us a story of your past week so that we can learn it and pass it on to others. It is not only training for you in how to tell a story, but training for us in how to listen. We all benefit. Who wants to go first? Mm. Storytelling, huh? Jonas cracks knuckles, rolls his shoulders. Let's see. And he proceeds to like recount uh the week from getting here showing uh his talent in magic um haggling for chickens at the market uh the goose chase of gremlins um and the other goings on that have happened and just uh you know throwing in little asides and and jokes here and there as he can fit them in 
Was there any one particular thing that stood out to Jonas? Um, I'm trying to think of the one thing that would have stood out. Um, I think it would have been uh, the the trying to track down the gremlins, finding nothing, but still trying to uh, conduct the ritual to keep them out. Do you want to spice that up with a roll of performance? 100% would. All right. Because, yes, I could have gone full raconteur there, but I thought that would have taken a lot more time than we have, so... Okay. A 14. Not his best showing, but... Uh, yeah, they um, both um, Okoro and Noxolo seem entertained the entire time. Uh, and you can tell that, uh, like... Uh, that Noxolo is kind of um, keeping a beat uh, as mm-hmm. you're telling the story, um, mm-hmm. and you can end, you can imagine that she uses that as a uh, as a storytelling uh, mnemonic device. Yeah, it's her mechanism of... for memorizing it. So, yeah. mm-hmm. awesome, Zach. What is uh, what is your what is a uh, Thorka's? I almost called you Duxa. What is Thorka's memory of the week? Um, Thorka recounts every meal she's had since she got there. (laughs) Every single one. Sometimes, like, doubling back on herself to correct and add things. And it's, like, borderline interminable. Right? Like... (laughs) (laughs) So, this is the, uh, the J.R.R. Tolkien, uh... (laughs) Hobbits. Yeah, as, I was thinking more George R. R. Martin. I mean, yeah. both of them are, are infamous for their description of meals. No, no, we're missing the whole thing. This is a Brian Jacques situation. I am not familiar with that. Redwall? Oh shit, that's some top tier food porn. Like, yeah, Tolkien and Martin are good, but uh, Brian Jacques, whoo. Well, I'm I am yeah. super intrigued. I'm gonna have to buy these books. That looks cool. Yeah, I like. I didn't know the author, but I'm like, I'm guessing that's it's Redwall. basically medieval, <laughs> medieval warfare, but with mice and oh, shit. Oh, I've read. Uh, there's a meme that was like, yeah, Game of Thrones is okay, but have you seen Redwall? All right. Mm-hmm. Oh all right. yeah, Redwall does some shit. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're gonna do that. Okay, cool. Did you play? Did you play Mouse Guard with us, Mike? Yeah. Were you in there? Yeah, I know. Mouse yeah, Guard. that Mouse Guard is Redwall, basically. Oh, nice. Excellent. Good times. Uh, would you like to roll performance to spice up your storytelling? I'm so bad at it. Um, absolutely. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. Thorka just drones on and on and like confesses to multiple like breaches of school ethics for having liberated food at various times. And like, yeah, just it's it's a mess. It's a mess. Okay. Um Yeah, uh you can see I, I like I don't know how great you are at reading people versus um animals, uh, but like Okoro and Noxolo uh still commit your story to memory to the best of their ability. Um but like you catch Okoro yawning at one point in time. Fair, that's fair, that's a fair reaction. Okay, uh, but they are, but you do your best, 
right? Uh, and that is mm-hmm. that is apparent that you're trying your hardest. Great. Love it. It's really all I can do is my best. All right. Firebird. What is your memory of the week? I think Firebird goes out of his way to make it as middle of the road and forgettable as possible so as to not leave an impression on the two of them okay uh so it's probably just a story of you know i don't know i'm not gonna say drudgery but just some of the the normal things that we had to do just daily life stuff does he does the fixate on uh delivering the mail as the big strong point of the week yeah it's something like you know really mundane okay um <laughs> I I think that it is this fascinating to them that um a student at a magic school uh fo- tries to focus on the mundane, right? To to present it as oh, this is just just another day at the um at the school, the Magambia school for druids and wizards. Uh was there any one thing that stood out to you? Uh how Nice, the town folk were. Oh, that is. And do you want to spice up your story with a performance? Um, I will roll performance to reinforce what I tried to do. Okay. Yeah. A ten, very middle of the road <laughs> roll. All right, and Glenn, do you have a particular story that you would like to share from the week? Uh, there was a mic cutout issue. So as we deal with uh, our technical gremlins. Um, Imagine in the background, Glenn's just like meowing at us. <laughs> it's a cat. It has forgotten, right? Like, surely everyone can understand how cats speak, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Capering around. Demonstration of what was happening over the week. Yeah. Uh, at one point, the cat turns into a chicken. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a lot of pantomime, but there's like the joints are all wrong, and <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the cat doesn't change into a chicken. The t- cat just looks like a chicken, or um, mm-hmm. yeah, pretends the to cat, be a chicken. The cat does the chicken walk, stands yeah. on right? two feet and tries to make wings with with the legs, <laughs> the front top four legs, tucks in their front paws, and is like <laughs> like chickens, you know, chickens, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then there's like a, there's there's obviously going to be like a scene of g- the cat Glenn like quickly switching places back and forth as there's a conversation <laughs> and like one of them's yelling and pointing and the other one's trying to sneak away with something in their arms with the baby chick yeah no. like it's just yeah yeah uh, anchor root will definitely make an appearance mm-hmm. or at least the cat proximity of anchor root and uh, the the like the yeah the pantomime of anchor root is just like. Like a cat, like Glenn turns his back to everyone, like puts his paws over his face and looks over his shoulder a little bit. And that's obviously like the representation of Anchor Root. Just like, like lets one eye out. Oh, he's out and then back in again. Let's see if that works. Well, I think it was after I stopped talking. Yeah, it's catching me now. So there's going to be a gap at 133.18 for me. So whatever you're reading other people here this should help you resync it there I you hope. go yeah um snap right back, back in. okay all right i had a list and everything i was super annoyed by that oh. um we go on 
so like Gwen says this in a little bit of a ritualized way of like recounting your deeds um but like it's not really performancy it's just kind of like what i think his culture does so uh refused a request to honor a bone freed children from bondage made a friend was taught the luck of bones forbade the fay warmed a snake sent a message to the storm recounted and that was my deed this week. Um, I caught half of it just because um, uh, you dipped, have, you roboted right near the end. And and it figures. my own cats are doing their best. If you can write that down just because um, that'd be an awesome thing. I, Sorry, mean, I, may, I may have already done that. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like send it to me because I've got a uh, you. Excellent. I've got a got a document here for collecting this because it is uh, it comes important. up later yeah it's important for later yeah oh, i really like the idea of glenn giving us all that is interpretive dance as a cat <laughs> <laughs> but i kind of like it in the more disturbing way as like it's still interpretive dance but glenn still talks <laughs> in recitation <laughs> oh but that's that's awesome Right, like that's a uh, that's an Im- mental image right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Do you have a? Uh, would you like to roll performance to emphasize the um, resuscitation of uh, recounting of deeds? Um. Yeah. Sure. Glenn's horrible at it, but I don't know. He feels like this is the proper way to do it, so he does it this way. Okay, and since it's the end of the session, I'm going to pretend to be a halfling, because I actually am a halfling. There you go. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, okay, so, Okoro and Noxolo, uh stand up and clap uh, as this is finished. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they exchange glances and they, like, you know, uh, they pantomime having a discussion in front of you about how it proceeded. But obviously, <laughs> you can hear them. They're close enough. They're saying, like, watermelon, 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 right? It's like, <laughs> it's a stage <laughs> performance thing. Um, uh, and then they said, well, after a lengthy discussion, the two of us have decided that uh, you, you, this group can tell a story. Uh, we are looking forward to what you shall do in the future. Uh, and then Noxolo says, ah, but we have one final question. Uh, and she takes a, a moment to prepare to, to a dramatic pause. Uh, and the uh, the creature, the nibbler at her feet, uh, tries to sit down and look thoughtful as well, right? It sits down with its weird uh, bear slash crocodile leg sitting out in front of it. Uh, and she says, what is the moral of the story? What is the lesson that this story that you've told me trying to tell. And you can tell us individually, or you can have a collective answer for all of you. But this lesson is not complete until I know the moral of the story. The moral of the story is that even if you didn't find any gremlins, they still managed to do something wrong. Sorry, can you repeat that? Even if you don't find any gremlins, they still manage to make things go wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, if the rest of you have 
uh, want to write down morals, uh, you are welcome to do so in the Strength of Thousands chat channel. We will record it there. Uh, everybody gets 30 XP for successfully sharing your stories. Hooray. Yes, there was an option for stories not to be shared successfully. <laughs> That's funny. I also like the 3 XP. <laughs> oh, 30. 3 zero. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I like that much less. <laughs> yeah. This is a complete a single digit amount of XP. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, here's 7 XP. Here you go. Get yourself something nice. We're almost exactly two thirds of the way to level level two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This quick. I want six. This, this one's cool because uh, there are rules for what happens. There's a guidance for what happens if uh, more than half, half or more of the characters refuse to take the uh, the assignment seriously. So yeah, the, uh, oh. the writers of this module have met D and D party before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> Just made things for my character. You want me to put on a performance? I'll give you a performance. Yeah, no, and that's great, right? Like, that's everybody... It's It feels... This uh, this first half of the module, chapter one, feels very much like, make sure people know how to roleplay. Hands <laughs> on hip, right? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They're, they're giving us a really good chance of, like, characterization. I feel like we've come a really long way. At least I have, for sure. In, like, on my understanding of the character. Uh, in the depths to which Thorka will go to for food. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so um, Okoro and Noxolo um, say, ah, excellent. Good. Good storytelling. I approve. Uh, you uh, are supposed to go to. Uh, and you're supposed to be to meet me at the outdoor. Sorry. Meet teacher Ott at the outdoor ceremony stage tomorrow morning. Now, teacher Ott didn't tell us why. But seeing as how you've finished your perquisite, I'm presuming that it's the induction ceremony where you'll get to meet all the other teachers and um, get to stand on a nice stage. It's really quite fine. Everyone goes through it. Uh, and then you get to meet the teachers and that's the day. Sounds fun. Yeah. So it's not graduation. It's the opposite of graduation. Um. We will, there will be no giving of caps, but you get the idea. All right. Uh, and that is the end of this session. Tomorrow we will, or sorry, next time we play, we will finish with the introduction ceremony and move on to chapter two. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you all had a great time. And, uh, you know, be kind. Pay it forward. Peace, y'all. Night, folks. Night, folks. That D&D Podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at That D&D Podcast. Intro music is Umoja by Alexander Nakarada, which is available from freestockmusic.com. Nakarada's music can also be found on serpentsoundstudios.com. Outro music is Horizons by Atch, which can be found on SoundCloud or at ATCH Music on Instagram. The Kindled Magic book was written by Eleanor Farron and Alexandria Bustian and is a part of the Strength of Thousands Pathfinder Path. The Pathfinder role-playing game is owned and published by Paizo Publishing. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associate copyright holder. <laughs>